Welcome to the Rooted Podcast brought to you by Pursuit at Richmond House of Prayer. I am Joseph Johnson and this is my wife, Samantha, coming at you with the next installment of our Characteristics of a, of a Disciple series, which today we're going to talk about faith. Faith is, Last week we talked about hearing God's voice, today we're going to talk about faith and what faith is. Um, make sure you just play that Jessica Tate clip that we were listening to earlier in Greater Things last year. If you can't see your faith, you don't have any. Okay. Um, Sounds like something I'd say. Yeah. So uh, let's just jump right into it. I think my favorite definition, which I think came from Dr. John Ruthven, um, it was Randy Clark's, one of his uh, professors when he was going through his doctorate program, I think. I, I, it's in one of the books I was reading. I can't remember exactly where it was at. Um, but he said, it's, it's our response to what has been revealed. Faith is our response to what has been revealed in the context of scripture and truth to God. Yeah. And I love that. I love that definition. Um, Hebrews 11 one says, faith is the certainty of things hoped for, the proof of things not seen. <clears throat> so if, if I'm certain about something and it's going to, it's going to dictate my actions. Would you, would you agree with that? It's like, if there's something that I'm sure about, like if I'm sure that this, this chair is going to hold me up, then, it's going to dictate my actions when I come to this chair. I'm not going to come to it all, you know, scared and worried. I'm just going to come sit in it because I know I trust that this chair is worthy. Is that, is that a good way to look at that? Yeah. I mean, think about it. Like if you know God has called you to be a nurse, are you just going to sit down and just read about being a nurse? Or are you going to go, go be a nurse? Exactly. You're going yeah. to go do the things you have to do to be a nurse. Oh, I like that. So, like, if, if someone goes around saying, like, yeah, God called me. I know that God's called me to be a nurse. God called me to be a nurse. And then every time you talk to them, they say, well, I'm reading about nursing. Well, I'm, um, I'm you know, one day I'll, I'll be a nurse. You know, have you, have you signed up for classes? No, mm -hmm. no, no. Have you done anything that you need to do to start going in the direction of becoming a nurse? No, I haven't. Then do you actually have faith in that word that God spoke? Because your actions don't show that you actually believe it. I don't know who said this, but faith looks like something. I think it was Heidi. No, Probably. she said she said love looks like something. Love looks like something yeah. too, but so does faith. Faith yeah, is does. an action. It, it does. Hundred percent. James one twenty two, yes. like right on the head. Yeah. <clears throat> so James, sorry, I said one twenty two. Um, James two, <laughs> James two fourteen through twenty six. He talks about how faith is made evident by our actions. And what we do reveals what we actually believe. Yes. Uh, so, oh, this is great. No, I got one too. Go for it. <laughs> so if if I confess, if I if, I, if I'm I'm a, I'm we're in a Pentecostal church right now. Mm -hmm. If we confess that God still heals today and it's the will of God to heal, but we don't actually pray for people. Now, fun fact: we do pray for people here, and we see lots of people healed, which is fantastic. I love that, but. If we say that we believe people are going to be healed, but we don't actually pray for them, we don't actually lay hands on them, we don't actually do what Jesus said to do, then do we do we actually believe it then? Do we actually have faith for healing just, just because we say we do? Mm. I, I don't think so. I, don't, that. I, I think James, I think James is kind of in line with that. Mm -hmm. If your your faith without works is dead, it's there's no life to it, there's no substance to it. So my faith is my response to what God has said. But, but what if I don't understand it, Samantha? What if I don't understand everything about 
You know, Jesus told me to go pray for people. Well, if I don't even understand everything about healing, do I still go do it? Yes, <laughs> because he said to do it. <laughs> okay, so when you brought up this, when you said that while ago, that um, what we do reveals what we believe, like, I think of this. You know, I was obviously from my acts, my beautiful accent that you guys are hearing. I was raised in the mountains, right? Mm-hmm. Majority of Appalachia have, are raised and live in a poverty mindset of we're never going to have enough. There's never going to be enough when it comes to finances. But what does God say about us? Right? He, okay, so hold, hold on a second. Like, so some, yes, I agree. Some, there, that, um, that is pervasive. You know, that, that was a, a lot of places, a lot of the area around where I grew up. But that's not just that. Though. I mean, there's that, no. that mindset is in it's it's rampant across the country. It's rampant across the globe. Yes. Yeah. It's yes. not just about finances. It's it's about it's not. More than that. So elaborate on that. Just, yeah. yeah. It's 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 lifestyle that that um, you can only have a certain size house, or that you could only go this far with your education, or because that's what's happened generation after generation. So we we're so you're saying that that poverty mindset like limits. It limits our what we, what our expectations are. I mean, is that is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay. So by having that mindset, we then put those limitations on God and what we think that God could do through us or what God could do for us, like what we could believe God for. Like, why would I believe God for, you know, for healing? Like, God doesn't want to heal me. God, God may want to heal them, but God doesn't want to heal me. You know, is that is that kind of what you're? Yeah. You know? Well, and and just even favor and blessing in life in general, like. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I I wish I could go do X, Y, and Z, but I can't do that because of this mindset that I've been raised with. That, and I don't know. I mean, do you feel like I, that 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 certain mindsets are a lack of faith and identity in who you think that you are in Christ? Well, I mean, we can we can talk about that from just my own life. You had that vision that time whenever uh, we were actually at a conference and God gave you that vision and I had like a, I had a cage around my mind mm-hmm. and it was that mindset. It was that it, it had nothing to do with um, like necessarily like material things. No. It was just my identity. I had this, this mindset that didn't believe God for me. I had this mindset that didn't, I, um, yeah, it was it was a really limited, caged in, not hopeful, not full of life and a vision. Um, and God showed you that, like when that broke off, like it broke it off our entire family, and that was really powerful. And it didn't happen, like that didn't happen immediately. That took that took a long time for for me to have my mind renewed to be able to believe God for these things. Like, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. and 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 I think that's what I was trying to explain with that type of mindset is it is there is a sense of hopelessness with that, but with faith comes hope, I believe. Okay. And so when when you have the faith in God to to, to know what He can do, that's way above your thought processes, mm-hmm. and you trust Him with that, then there's hope of so much greater things. So our, so by, by, by studying the scripture, by the, by growing in relationship with God, we come to trust him. We come to trust his word. We come to trust who he is. And 
we're obedient to what he says. Even if we don't understand it, we're obedient to it. Mm-hmm. And our action, our obedience is what shows that we actually believe it. We actually believe him. So even if I don't understand it, I'm called to obey it. Yeah. And uh, I like this in Hebrews 11. It talks about that faith, by faith, that phrase by faith appears 21 times in that chapter. And it talks about how by faith they they brought down kingdoms by faith, you know, the mouth of the lion was shut up. Now, by faith, all these things happened. And even Jesus said that, like when people, um, people came to him, he said, your faith's made you well. You know, it, it's, it, there's something about, um, there's, it, faith is, it's not just um, faith in anything. It's, it's faith in who he is. Yeah. It's trusting who he is. And then it's, uh, orientating ourselves to represent that. So if I say that I believe that he heals, then I adjust my life to manifest that. What does that look like? I pray for people. I lay hands on people. Well, what happens if they don't get healed? That's, that's not that's not my problem other than to go to God and say, God, I don't know why this person wasn't healed. I'm trying to be obedient to your word. I'm not going to put reasons on this that aren't in scripture because a lot of times when someone isn't healed, we, this isn't about healing, but mm-hmm. faith and healing go together. A lot of times when someone's not healed, we come up with all these excuses why that aren't scriptural. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those things, like they're, they're, yeah, we come up with, with non-scriptural excuses to, uh, to make ourselves feel better. Yeah. When instead we just, we should just go to God and say, I don't know why this person wasn't healed, God. But if there's anything in me that's hindering that, then fix it. If there's unbelief in me, Take those, I, I, Bill Johnson talked about how, what's, go, what's growing in your garden? Is mm-hmm. it faith or is it unbelief? Take this unbelief out of my garden because faith needs to thrive. Yeah. So, And I think if you have faith in God and who he is, then you understand that he is the king of kings and that you are his son or daughter. Okay. Therefore, you are heirs mm-hmm. to the throne. You are royalty. And those that are heirs to, to the king, they don't act like paupers yeah they act like royalty and so that's in in your action uh, we're talking about faith here faith and action that's in your actions that's in your words that's in your deed Mm -hmm. faith is very much tied to intimacy with Mm -hmm. your father with your king which is tied to your identity in who you are which Mm -hmm. is all about who he is yeah that maybe that was kind of confusing but well it's so when you were saying that, what I was thinking of was Mephibosheth, was it Jonathan's son, yeah. who was down in Lodabar. And David said, is there anybody in Mephibosheth's or in Jonathan's family that I can show kindness to? Anybody in the family of Saul? That I can? And well, yeah, there's this Mephibosheth. He, um, his legs are messed up mm-hmm. and he's down there and he's, he's living in poverty. And David's like, no, he's got a seat at the King's table. Yeah. And he had no idea about this, about this covenant that David and, and Jonathan had that David was going to, you know, he, he basically was saying like, you're, you're my flesh and blood, Jonathan. And he brings Mephibosheth up to the table, but he, he was down here in Lodabar in poverty. Yeah. Even and though he was living in poverty, Royal blood still flowed through his veins. That's right. Cause he was a part of he, a family was, of yes. the anointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, but he didn't know his identity. Exactly. And when he didn't know his identity, he didn't know what was available to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what is faith? Faith looks like something. It's our response to what's been revealed. It's 
it, it faith without works is dead, as James puts it. It doesn't have any substance. And I, that's why I kind of talked about that clip Jessica Tate at mm-hmm. the beginning when she said, if you can't see your faith, then you don't have any. Yeah. And man, that's, that's really important. But it doesn't just look like, you know, praying for the sick. It looks like if God tells you to, that, you're, that you need to be teaching the word and you don't step into that calling, then you're not showing that you actually believe him. If, um, oh, this is a good one. You, you, you hear people say like, well, I got this bad back and it's ran through my family and mm. my mama had that bad back. My grandma had that bad back and my great grandma and all this stuff. And, and it's like, okay, you're not, do you believe that you are no longer of the bloodline of Adam and that you are the bloodline of Christ? Because that changes everything. That's that like Jesus you've been taken out of Adam and put into Christ and you were co-crucified with Christ. The old man's dead. It's Christ that now lives through us. So who's got, who's got all these generational problems? It, it, I shouldn't be saying it's me, you know, you're, you're smiling because I'm using this as an example because well, no, okay. Say, so, to say that. Yeah. Well, okay. I'll say this though, but this was my issue with faith from the get go. And, and you can attest to this, but I had faith for all the big things. Right. Yeah. If there was something going on in our life that was like this huge hurdle, oh, uh, we need twenty thousand dollars like by next Thursday or whatever. And Joe's over here like that's sweating, not, you know, with that's, that's never that no, that's never that's I'm just throwing something out. That's never actually happened. But I'm saying something like large, right? Yeah. And and, and Joe would be over here sweating and be like, No, nah, God's got this, right? I ain't I ain't worried about that, right? Yeah. God's got this. But if it's the kids wake up in the middle of the night with a 102 fever because they got the flu or whatever. And I'm over here like, Oh my goodness, what, what are we going to do? And you're just like, lay hands on them in Jesus name. They're going to be healed. Don't even worry about giving them some Tylenol because God's going to heal them right now. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, Oh, so there's a difference. I mean, there's not a difference in big faith and everyday faith. No, there's not. There's not. But I, I, that Just was how we see exactly. Things. That was my mindset yeah. of I had faith <clears throat> for the mountains, but not for the hills. And that's a good way to put that. Yeah. And so that was that was a stumbling a block for me for a while to to say, and I think that went back to the mindset of of knowing knowing who I was, it was like, Oh, I know who God is. Like he can do these big things. He can, you know, pluck up a mountain and, and it be removed. But yeah. this is me down here on the everyday. And I'm not walking in who God's called me to be and hand in hand with him when it's a sick baby or a, a bum knee. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's almost like when it was so impossible yeah. that we couldn't do anything about it. You were like, Oh, I can believe God for that. But if it's anything that it still felt like we could do something about it, exactly. you were like, I don't know, I can believe God for this. I know. Yeah. But I would have probably done better when there was no antibiotics. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing. No. Because I would have believed God, but I'm like, oh, we can go get a prescription. But it's like, that's not how we should be. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Just being honest. And so Romans 12, 1 through 2, Paul talks about like that we become transformed by the renewing of our mind. We become something totally different. So when we become something totally different, we actually begin to see things differently. We begin to we begin to see God differently. We begin to see God for who He is because uh, when we have an encounter with Jesus, Jesus says that tr- He is truth, and truth will set us free. So I I I come into this relationship with Christ. I have this encounter with Him that that truth comes into my life and it begins to set me free from the unbelief, from the way that the world has shaped my mind. God begins to speak into my life. 
through the word and through spending time in his presence. And I begin to respond to what he's saying. Um, trying to think of something like specific, like whenever we first, I don't know, something, uh, I'm trying to think of something specific, but that like I stepped out, like God, I felt like God spoke this to me. And I, I began to do, there's lots of yeah. different, different situations, but, but the, the fact is that when we, when we come into a relationship with Christ and he begins to speak into our life, the voice of God begins to speak and the word of God is, is changing us and shaping us and molding us. And it's demanding. I'll say that. I'll say demanding because there's a way to walk in the kingdom, and the truth demands that I come into alignment with it if I'm going to see that truth revealed in my life and man, I'm saying manifested in my life. Mm-hmm. So like, I can know that God heals, and it's like, okay, if you want to see healing, this is what you need to do. You need to be obedient to the Word of God. Well, I don't want to do that though. I just want to say I believe in it. I'm going to stay over here. Like that's not faith. That's not faith. Truth demands that you come into alignment with it. So I, I respond to what has been revealed, what God has said to me. And when I do that, I begin to see the manifestation of, you know, of the presence of God in my life. I begin to see the manifestation of faith, the, the, the fruit from it, so to speak. Um, yeah. So I mean, Jesus talks about abiding in the father and obeying his commandments, which we're going to talk, we're going to give the obedience, you know, I think mm-hmm. next week or the week, I think it's next week. And when we obey God and when we abide in his presence, we obey his commandments, then we can ask anything in his name and we'll receive it. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's the stipulation though, is that we obey his commandments. We, we have intimacy with him. We obey him. And when we ask, we receive. So it's like, I keep asking, but I'm not obeying and I'm not receiving. And I don't know why, because I'm asking, but I'm not obeying. So it's just, and, and that, that's, that reveals to us that we don't actually believe, we don't actually have faith in what Jesus said, because if we did, we would actually obey what he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So faith, our faith looks like something. Mm-hmm. I, I read the scripture. I, I hear the voice of God. I see his character and nature. I, as I learn and I grow, I trust him. I step out on what he tells me. I step out on, I make the adjustments that the Holy Spirit has me to make. I, I'm obedient to what he tells me to do. And I begin to see fruit from that. And as I begin to see fruit from that, then I begin to become more confident in faith. You know, so when I, when I hear God say something that's a little bit outside my comfort zone, well, he's never led me astray. So I'm going to trust that he's not now. Does that make sense? That, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. 100%. The story, <coughs> this instance example comes to my mind. Um, and this was after we first got married, before we had uh, kids and we were really poor. <laughs> Like rice and beans, beans and rice. And um, the Dave Ramsey uh, meal plan. Uh, oh, yes. And I just remember like, you know, we were you know, barely making it. I remember we were driving. I feel like we were driving home or something. And we stopped at the Corbin McDonald. And there was this woman that was just, I don't feel like she was homeless or didn't have a son or anything. You just went up and talked to her because I think you had a word of knowledge or something for maybe for yeah, healing. I remember, I remember and then you just randomly... um you you said that God told you to give her a hundred dollars or something. And for whatever reason we, we had cash on Cause I think that's when we were doing Dave Ramsey, we only had cash, yeah. but, um, and you gave her a hundred dollars. And I remember you, you came back to the car cause I was watching you from the car, talk to her and you came back to the car and you're like, God told me to give her a hundred dollars. And I was like, Joseph, we don't have a hundred dollars to give. Like you just gave away our bill money. What are you doing? I just remember being so frustrated. But in that moment, you were literally stepping out on faith and saying, 
no, God told me to do this. Mm -hmm. And I have faith if he told me to do this, that he will provide for us. And I can't tell you how many times that when we've stepped out on faith in that way, that Randall money would just show up at our house that wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah, that's pretty cool stories. Like, yeah, doing those things. And there's many times where you would—I mean, there's times you stepped out on things that, in that moment, I wasn't—my faith wasn't at that place. My faith wasn't evident like yours was, and I—I I experienced that same frustration. Yeah. yeah, we're getting there though. We're getting in sync. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so what are obstacles? Let's 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 kind of land this plane here. <clears throat> what are obstacles to faith? Um, busyness. So if we're busy, we fail to nourish ourselves with the truth. We go from being a thermostat to a thermometer. So instead of changing the atmosphere where we're at, we just, we become the temperature of wherever we are Yeah, because we're just doing what everybody else is doing. And we're not doing what God's telling us to do. That is cultural Christianity right now. Yeah. That is taking over the kingdom of God. Don't get me started no, on that. It's not taking over the kingdom of God. <laughs> we don't want it to. It's, no. it's not. I mean, kingdom yes. of God will not be taken over. No. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I, but there's yes. a lot of cultural Christianity because there's a lack of discipleship. Yes. That's, that's what, yeah. I, I, Amen. Okay. Yes. All right, we're, we're good. Yes. So busyness. If we're doing everything else but nourishing ourselves with the presence, the word, then I, what what's pottering us? If I spend more time a day on social media than I do in the scripture, then social media is actually molding me and shaping me, mm-hmm. and not scripture. Yes. Yeah. So um, disobedience and unbelief. I love this because numbers, which in Hebrew... It's, it's just called in the wilderness. Like the name is so much better nice. than numbers. I don't know how we came. I don't know exactly the story of how we came to numbers, but in the wilderness. Um, so numbers and then Hebrews three and four talk about disobedience and unbelief. And I love it because in the, um, in the Greek, disobedience and unbelief are the same word. It's it, apathia. Like you can't separate them out. If you don't, if you don't, obey then you don't believe it's the same thing well i remember the first time i was reading that and i realized that it was using that word interchangeably and i started looking into it and i was like wow so if i don't obey then it actually shows i don't believe but if i obey it shows that i do believe and if i believe then i obey but if i don't believe then i don't obey like it's, it's all you can't separate them out so disobedience and unbelief like so we mentioned Paul Martini, like slow obedience is disobedience. That's what I was about to say. Like yeah, if ahead. you believe and you want to do it, but there's such a uh, stifling fear of man mm-hmm. on your life that you care so much about what other people may think because you're obeying and stepping out on obedience that you don't obey. So, so your faith is actually you have the, the faith, you, but it's in the it's in the fear of men. Yes, you have more yeah. faith because your the response fear of men. Yes. is to the fear of men. It's not to what God's telling you to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, what's so your where what does your, your faith lie? Yeah, where does your faith lie? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Where does your faith lie? In man or in God? <clears throat> yeah. And if we allow other people to change our actions, change um, our words, change who we are then they're our potter, not our creator. Then our faith is in them, not in him. That's good. Yeah. Our faith is in them and not in him. That should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> oh, wow. So last thing, the last two things I hear is inaction. When we utilize our faith in obedience to God, we find he deposits more. But when we don't actually exercise our faith, what does what's what do you think? Uh, I'll ask you this. Let's see what you say. Okay. What do you think the number one example 
of lack of faith is in the Christian life, personally? The number one example in lack of faith? Yeah. Like if you, if someone told you this thing about them, uh-huh. it would, that would be the, the, the hot, the number one thing of lack of faith. What is it? Let's see if we, let's see if we're thinking the same thing. Not tithing or giving. Ah, no. I was going to say, not praying. Oh, not actually one. having communication oh, okay. with God. Well, that's a good one. Prayerlessness. Because mm-hmm. if I don't believe, this is just my perspective, mm-hmm. but I think that this, I don't know, we can, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I think that this is, if I don't actually believe what he says, then I'm not going to ask him for anything. I'm not going to have a relationship with him. I'm not going to listen for him to speak into my life. I'm not going to have that doorway of communication there. So I kind of see that as like, if someone tells me they don't pray or yeah, sometimes I get to pray. Sometimes I don't. Then I'm like, "Mm, okay, Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal because prayer should be like a foundation in our life because it's a place where we have an an encounter with love, an encounter with truth, an yeah. encounter with the one who shapes our identity. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's not there, then then where does where's my faith? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, inaction, not praying, but also if God tells me to give and I'm not giving, that's disobedience. That's mm-hmm. me not believing that He's going to provide for me. It, yes, that's that's where mm-hmm. my mind like, yeah. was going. Yeah, because we were talking about we were talking about that stuff. Like, I think those yes. are those are very both very important things. Um, if, if He gives me a word for someone and I don't go give it. That's disobedience. So that inaction, um, you have like, you have Christians that really like, they really step out and they really go after stuff. And you have, you know, sometimes you see Christians who, um, they just kind of like in the middle, they, they just, that cultural Christianity, they kind of come in, they, they warm the pew and they leave. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but like we're called to do more than that. Mm-hmm. But then you have Christians that are just like, I don't know, it's, it's weird. They, they just kind of, they will not obey what God says. Like, if I if I'm not obeying God, or if if I'm not if if I'm choosing to be willfully disobedient, or I'm choosing to be lethargic, like I'm not actually I'm kind of ho hum about my relationship with God. I don't know if those are if one's worse than the other because is one a sin one's though? Like lukewarm. Like Luke, like that's one the 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 cultural Christianity is kind of like the lukewarm, just kind of coming in, coming out, not really got much of a relationship with God. Now we don't judge like someone's relationship just because they're coming in. And out. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about legitimate you know, lukewarm Christianity, and then like then Christians who are just like choosing to be rebellious in an area of their life. Like I don't know. I mean, they're they're both like they're both in they're both truly in rebellion to truth because mm-hmm. they're not coming into obedience with the word. So you know that. Your actions, not just inaction, it's your actions have to line up with truth. Mm-hmm. That's that is when you when you make the decision to not align your actions with truth, that is that's not right. That's sin. When you when you don't actually uh what's the word for it? What Dietrich Bonhoeffer he said, um, inaction is still action. I think it's what he said. Like not making a choice is still a choice. Mm-hmm. You can't yes. just you can't just say like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying to think of the words. But do some, do, help, do, help do some people not act? Do, are they those just uh, content uh, lay, lay members? Like you said, that just come in and uh, come in and out. Are, are they that way because they don't understand the fullness of it? They don't understand uh 
the fruit that could come of it. They don't understand how much more, I don't know, this, this example comes to my mind. If you had a, uh, a homeless person mm -hmm. that lived on a, a beside of a wall, mm -hmm. okay, they lived beside of a, a brick wall that they couldn't see over. Okay. But it wasn't very tall. They just couldn't see over it. Okay. And they were starving every day. Mm -hmm. But if they just made the effort to climb over that wall, there is just an expansive garden of plentifulness on the other side that mm -hmm. they could take and eat from. Okay. So you're, you're saying that way we like in Christianity, sometimes our faith that lukewarm Christianity is that we're not, we're not actually We'll be like taking advantage. I don't say taking advantage. We're not actually engaging with with what's available. Yeah. Whereas I think I think it's a um they don't know what's available. They don't know how it could change not only their relationship with God, but their relationship with everyone in the kingdom and, okay. and spread the kingdom um in a way if they just took that leap of faith. <laughs> yeah. But but if they don't know it, if they don't know what's available, that's that goes back to discipleship. Mm -hmm. We're not discipling people so that they know what is, is to be in the kingdom. But if they know what is available and they're just like, nah, I'm content with what I have. Okay. Yeah. That's why I guess I was kind of getting at I that. You. And then you've got people who are just like kind of like more they're they're over on the rebellious side. Like I don't the both of those are not aligning with truth. You know, mm -hmm. I think both of those are are um inaction versus incorrect action it that way so we have to be obedient we can't be rebellious we have to be obedient to what he says and being obedient to what he says doesn't mean that we get to choose to be inactive we can't just say like well so and so can go preach and so and so can go evangelize that's not my gift no we're all called to do that like everybody's got a call to make disciples so i don't get to say that's just for those people that that cultural christianity kind of lukewarm group yeah. like I don't get to choose an action. No. It's still an action. I'm yeah. still choosing something. Is there more life in a stagnant pond or flowing water? Yeah, exactly. So my faith will not grow if it remains stagnant mm -hmm. or if I'm rebellious you know, in any way, shape, or form. Um, and the last thing is, which I, can't get, I guess it kind of goes with the rebelliousness, not choosing to walk in love. I believe, I believe fundamentally everything's a choice. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not choosing to walk in love, I'm not choosing to obey Christ and to show his love those around me then i'm i'm in disobedience so like i can't paul talked about this like i can't go and pray for the sick and then my life not be full of love yeah now love doesn't just look like you're just nice all the time love looks like something more than that mm -hmm. i mean you'd hope loving people are somewhat nice but but sometimes we confuse niceness with love and if you're killing yourself doing something and i'm like oh you're just such a good lady. I wish you wouldn't do that. Well, that's nice what I said, but that's not love. No. Love would say, hey, stop. What are you doing? This isn't who you are. This isn't who God called you to be. Mm -hmm. This isn't your identity. So niceness and love are different things. Love love is action that is in line with the truth. Yes. It's, it's, it's the manifestation. It's the manifestation of the character and nature of Christ towards somebody. It's in alignment with truth. Mm -hmm. I would, yeah, I'd say that's a, that's a good way. I kind of framed that up. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So kind of recap here. What is faith? It's our response to what's been revealed. How do we grow in faith? It comes through our experience with truth. It comes through actually stepping out and believing God and adjusting our life. It's our response to what's been revealed. When God reveals something, we're reading scripture and God points something out to us. When God speaks something to us, 
we come into alignment with it. When God says do something, we do it. All right. Mm-hmm. It's it's that simple. Um, what are obstacles to faith? Busyness, disobedience, and unbelief, inaction, and then not choosing to walk in the love of Christ, yeah. not choosing to be who Jesus has called us to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You got anything to add? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna pray us out with a psalm. Um and we were talking about busyness at the end, and that's what I I, I chose this one um, about time. It says, time never slows. It only speeds up. And still you bless and overflow my cup. Time, it's a blessing and a curse. I need to prioritize in your presence, immerse. It's time we had another conversation. I need to get back to my firm foundation. It's time I come back to the rock for a sit. My longings and failures, it's time to admit. I don't mean to neglect you nor your nudge. Days are so busy, it's like I'm walking in sludge. But you are my first and my last. No more will our meeting place I'll walk past. I'll take the time to stop for a while, to walk with you a few steps or a mile. Without you, my time here is unfulfilled, always longing for something never sealed. You made time and you made me. So time I will give, time just to be. Nice. And with that, we close out for today. And we'll be back next week to talk about obedience. Go do what Jesus said.